sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Drink in the Style, right here on AM 950. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your early evening with a little bit of booze and conversation. All right, I'm not going to lie. It's probably going to be a lot of booze. And the reason we're going to have a lot of booze is we have a fantastic guest today. The theme I am going to call is, well, it's easy, Luxury Automotive. And the reason for that is that our guest is none other than Michael Stanzak, owner of Key Cadillac in Edina. Michael, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. It's so exciting to be here. I appreciate the invitation, and hopefully I have something worthwhile to contribute. I have absolute certainty that you will, because this is a show dedicated to stylishness and to living well and having beautiful things around you. And, I mean, there are those who have called the Cadillac the Cadillac of cars. So I think you you really fit into that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Did you like that line? That was... I like that. I stole that from The Simpsons. (laughs) That's great. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So Michael and I are going to be talking about Cadillac, a little bit of its history, uh, some of the new trends that it's following, and then we're going to be talking quite a bit about Cadillac's electric car offerings. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. Standing behind the bar in the hypothetical Dan Newkirk Memorial Coctological Chair is none other than Habitation's own Nim... <laughs> I was going to try. Malawaw. Yeah, you tried. Muerore. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Just remember, when you're drunk, it's not called slurring. It's called talking in cursive, and it is fun elegant uh no nim thank you for being on the program and mixing for us my apologies there um excited what have you decided you are going to stir up for us yeah i'm gonna be making a new york sour a new york sour Mm -hmm. all right so what are the primary ingredients in a new york sour and johnson should probably take us away with our mixing music (laughs) well it's definitely bourbon awesome and simple syrup and lemon juice and egg whites and then we're garnishing with an el- lemon peel as well fabulous so a little bit of so it's going to have a strong lemony taste obviously very much like a whiskey sour and then a zippendale on top a zippendale i don't know what a zippendale is do you michael uh, my guess is it's red wine, a Zinfandel. Oh, Zinfandel. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Sorry about that. I'm, 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 I'm an old man. Anyone who watches us on, on Facebook or YouTube sees the beard and knows that my best years are long behind me. Oh, no. No. You're very stylish. The best years are yet to come, Greg. I assure you. Thank you, Mike. Just ask your wife, Christine, and your children, and they'll tell you that. If any of them still talk to me, I would. Just kidding. No. <laughs> certainly do. All right, Nim, so we've got that. So how many ounces of bourbon are you throwing in? Two ounces of bourbon, mm-hmm. and then one ounce of the lemon juice, and then a half ounce of the simple syrup, and then it'll be one ounce of the Zinfandel. Wonderful. Okay. So that's going to be, this is going to be a nice boozy drink <laughs> with a good amount of tartness. Sounds delicious. All right. And we're going to shake this, correct? Yes. And then... And then pour it over some ice. Using a rocks glass, I see. 
I love the sound of shaking ice. Right? It's white noise. I should just... Johnson, can you loop that for me and I can just play it in my office on an ongoing basis? Oh, I think so. We could like make that a ringtone. Or, <laughs> you know what? No, I do like the idea. Just loop a ringtone. I like that. <laughs> that would be confusing since I spend so much of my time at bars. I wouldn't know whether my phone is ringing or whether my drink is almost ready. <laughs> okay, so you've got that in. Now we're adding the wine as well. And then that gets poured over a spoon. So that it kind of separates out. Absolutely. Which is fantastic. You can also use that technique, of course, to layer liquors. Michael, I don't know if you've ever done that or not. but No, I haven't. That's something new that you pour it over a spoon and it spreads it out. Is that what it does, Nim? Is that what you said? So be- and it just makes sure that the um, wine sits on the top. I see. Which is ideal, yeah, because otherwise you pour it in, and of course the pressure and the force is going to compel some level of, uh, of mixing and blending to begin with. This way we're going to get specific flavors that come through, and look at the color of this bad boy. Wow, that looks beautiful, Nim. That is absolutely fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, she's a master of the spoon pour, because that is not always she easy. Is. We lost the top. Nevertheless, all right, we're going to have to get a picture of this and put this up on social media uh, as well. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to let Nim make a second cocktail. And once that's ready, Michael, we will give it a quick trial and, uh, and see how it goes. Sounds great. So while we're waiting for that, let's get started on talking about Cadillac overall. All right. I didn't tell you I was going to ask this, but here's a really quick question. The Cadillac emblem. I love that emblem. I love the little ducks. I love the, 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 the look of it. What does it mean? Well, the name of the motor company, Cadillac, was named after the founder of Detroit, Antoine de Moth Cadillac, who was a French explorer, and a lot of the crest has to do with his family seal. Mm-hmm. And the little ducks are called merlots, or merlots, I guess, M-E-R-L-O-T-S. And Wine that's part duck. of the family seal of Antoine de Moth de Cadillac, which who was the founder of Detroit. Really? Really? I knew Cadillac was the founder of Detroit, but I didn't realize that was the family seal. I wonder, is it still something that's out there? Like, can you go to see the Cadillac estates of france and see these all over the place i have no idea i know there's a cadillac museum in detroit and you can look at a lot of cadillacs maybe it's a general motors museum that has a lot of cadillacs in it but fair enough fair enough but no that answers a lifelong question that literally popped into my head just this very minute so cadillac was actually kind of the remnants of henry ford's company that went bankrupt and a man named henry leland bought it in 1902, along with another business partner, and thus Cadillac has been around producing cars for 120 years. Really? And Cadillac was initially known for its reliability and its innovation. Mm-hmm. Henry Leland introduced the electronic starter, the electric starter to the car. And back when cars were made in the early 1900s, you had to crank the engine to get it started. Mm-hmm. And he had a friend who was cranking an engine on a bridge, and somehow the crankshaft bent back into him, broke his arm. He developed some sort of infection, and he died. So it was Henry Leland who invented the first electric starter, which was unique to Cadillac. That is amazing. That is, Cadillacs are lifesavers. 
They are. And then the other thing that happened in the early 1900s is that Cadillac went to England and competed and won the Dewar Trophy, D-E-W-A-R. Okay. And what it was able to do is they disassembled two cars and mixed the, all the parts together, and they put them back together, and the cars ran flawlessly. Because back in the early 1900s, when they were first making cars, they had to have parts specific to the car. So if you could have universal parts that you could switch between the cars, it was a really big deal. So they won the Dewar Trophy. That's interesting. So now, was this before or after Ford applied the assembly line concept to car manufacturing? Probably about the same time, maybe a little bit before that. Okay, because it seems intertwined with interchangeable parts right. as a concept, which so makes sense. Cadillac, for a long time, was an innovator with safety features, um, all kinds of things that came along. Um, I should know off the top of my head, but I don't. But believe it or not, they're still doing that. Uh, they introduced something called Super Cruise about four or five years ago, which is, thank you, Nim, hands-free driving. And it's phenomenal, and I've experienced it. Um, it's good on 400,000 roads, 400,000 miles in the United States where you could, once you're on a divided lane, you can just let go of the steering wheel and the car will drive itself. You can turn the blinker and it'll change lanes. Now, you still have to be aware, Greg, you can't read the newspaper. You still have to casually look at the windshield about once every two minutes, but it's a phenomenal system. It works very, very well. And I'm presuming it's still not allowed to have a cocktail while you're... You know, I think you probably could, but if the police pulled you over and said, gee, Mr. Rich, what's going on here? Oh, nothing. I'm just out for a drive. So. Officer, hold my whiskey sour. I'll get you the uh, the registration. Right. <laughs> That's really, so was this being done? When was this being done? The driverless car or the, the... I think it was introduced about five years ago Okay, in the CT6, and they've made enhancements to it. So okay. in our current Escalade, you can get it on our... Some of our crossovers, you can get it. On our sedans, you can get it as well. Okay, fabulous. It works and incredibly well. You've, and you've tried it? You've driven? Many times. Really? I live in Chanhassen, and I drive to Edina, so I drive along Crosstown, and I use it. How does it compare to, obviously, everybody knows the Tesla driverless car You system. know, I've never driven the Tesla hands-free system. I've just read that Cadillacs is perhaps superior, and they've had fewer problems, so... That's fantastic. All right. Nim has gotten our cocktails prepared here. So let's give this a try, Michael, and uh, let me know what you think. Be kind. Oh, that's really good. It's refreshing. <laughs> it's uh, kind of a sweet, sour mix. It's delicious. It is. This is a nice summer cocktail. Well done, Nim. Cocktail. Yeah. It's Thank refreshing. You. It's effervescent. It's... And I can still taste the bourbon in it, which is great. Uh, you might as well just stay behind the bar because you're probably going to be refilling this son of a pup no several times. No worries. Oh, that's, oh, that's delicious. It also, since it's two-tone, reminds me of the old Cadillac different colored top and bottom style that was kind of so popular for so very, very long. You know, another thing about Cadillac is they've always excelled at styling. And I, I was struggling with how could I just describe styling over the radio, Greg. And um, I mean, everybody has in their mind what a Cadillac would be. And I think most people think of a big sedan, mm -hmm. or I would even throw out there maybe a big convertible with very long tail fins. Mm -hmm. I think the epitome of that was 1959, where they had very long tail fins. And at the end of the tail fins were red 
lights that kind of look like something from a World War II plane. Yes, yes. Carly Earl was the designer of the cars. So for a long time, Cadillac has been known for their stylish, be it the bumper bullets in the front or the tail fins in the back. Mm -hmm. Of late, Cadillac has taken a lot of pride in their lighting. Hmm. So, for instance, if you see a Cadillac coming down the road in the past 10 years, you have vertical headlamps and you have vertical taillights, and they look like nothing else on the road. So they're very distinctive looking. It is, a, it is a strange thing how easily identifiable most cars are from taillights and headlights. I, I, I don't know exactly why, but it, it just something I think subconsciously imprints on you when you see a car along those, those lines. Well, I think the designers made it that way, and it's a combination of design and art as well as functionality, mm-hmm. showing the light and providing better nighttime visibility and things like that. Certainly, But I think sense. at the heart of it is the design in it and the way it looks. So if I can jump ahead and talk about <clears throat> the Lyric, which is Cadillac's new all-electric vehicle yes. that's a midsize SUV. And specifically what I want to talk about is, as you know, in an electric vehicle, you don't need a grill because right. there's no radiator. Mm-hmm. So what you have on the Lyric is a ceramic panel that runs the length of the front of the car. So imagine you're walking up to your car and you're 20 feet away and the first thing that happens is a Cadillac crest illuminates. And then you have these LED lights and the lights go out horizontally, horizontally, Mm -hmm. kind of like a bird taking flight. So it lights up as it goes across. And then when it gets to the end, as the lights light up to the end, then you have a waterfall with little droplet lights that come... (laughs) down and they completely fill up the edge of really? the front of the car on both sides. It's, so it's, it's a choreographed light show that lasts about 25 seconds. It's very unique. Oh, that's really cool. That's a that's, it is. suddenly presented. You know, that is so nice. We went through a phase of almost pure utilitarianism in cars. And I think that was kind of Detroit's response to uh, the Japanese car invasion of high utilitarianism and they went as americans often do a little too far onto the other extreme which is to say that you know they we lost a lot of the styling and a lot of the details that turn driving and cars from you know functional necessities into something that you actually enjoy being in and around right you're right you're right you're absolutely right And uh, kudos to Cadillac. Their theme line right now is Be Iconic, and I think that's very well represented in their cars. So they're unique. They feel unique. They drive unique. They look unique. And in a way, it's your own personality, certainly the colors and the trim level that you have and that kind of thing. Which makes sense. And in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about the Celestique. Correct. That is is absolute apex of customizable colors, looks, and things like that. But we're going to keep that. That's a cliffhanger. A as cliffhanger. We say okay. In the show in the in in the show business, mm-hmm. mem back in the day. <laughs> so one of the things that was very interesting for Cadillac that goes back to 1999 is when they introduced the Escalade. Mm-hmm. In a little bit of GM politics, there the GMC dealers did not want Cadillac to have a full size SUV. But somehow, somebody in the upper echelons of General Motors went out and Cadillac got 
the Escalade, which was introduced in 1999, and it has become iconic. It's the number one full-size luxury SUV on the market. Really? I didn't know that. And it's in its fourth generation that was introduced in 2021, and the styling of the car is amazing. It just has a presence about it. The interior of the car is gorgeous. It has a 38-inch LED screen that stretches all the way across the dashboard. Mm -hmm. The pixels are equal to or greater than the best flat-screen TV you can buy. The blacks, the blacks, the colors, the colors. It's just the epitome of style, the epitome of power, and it's very, very well-received by the public. And it's, In fact, there's more demand than there is supply. So that's an interesting situation to be in, to have something that people really want. So, so is it selling above sticker price in most cases? You know, that's an interesting story that you bring that up. Um, again, my business is Key Cadillac in Edina, and we sell all our Escalades for list price with the exception of the Escalade V. Okay. The Escalade V is a very limited 1500 to 2000 Escalade V's produce out of an annual production of about 25000 And what I told my staff is I do not want to be the only dealer in North America that sells their vehicle for MSRP. Mm-hmm. And then what would happen is people would take that and recycle, you know, resell it. Mm-hmm. So that's the only vehicle that we're selling over list price, which is $20,000 over list price. And we had a gentleman from Wisconsin. He says, why are you so cheap at $20,000 over? So, <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> we've only delivered five so far, and the vehicle's been produced for about a year. So it's very limited. So Yeah. Well, speaking of limited, too, and, I mean, everyone talks about COVID, and, you know, it's it's somewhat in our rearview mirror, but... Probably also around the next corner. You never really know. How did Cadillac respond during the COVID supply chain nonsense? Well, I'll tell you a story that kudos to General Motors. Um, Most of the chips are made in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. A lot of the chips are made in Malaysia. And someone two years ago went to the factory and the people were not vaccinated. And the Malaysian government would not let the factory to be open. Oh, wow. So General Motors went in there and said, what if we vaccinate all your employees for COVID? And they said, okay. And they allowed the factory to be open 50% of the time to make chips. Okay. So you didn't have the acute shortages that a lot of the other companies we, had. We all had some. shortages. We, uh, what, the whole selling model changed where we used to have 70, 80 cars in the lot, and we'd have two or three. Mm-hmm. And people would come in and say, I'd like to get a car. And we'd say, well, why don't so you order we. the car? <laughs> Or let me tell you what we have coming in, and well, how does that work? Well, it's got this equipment and that, and so what do you think? Well, I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll put a deposit down, and six weeks later, the car would show up. But we just didn't have any standing inventory to, to deal with. And as recently as the past year, they started producing cars that were maybe missing a little bit of its parts. For instance, you have the hardware for the heated seat or the heated steering wheel. Mm-hmm. You just don't have the chip. Mm-hmm. So you would get a discount for that. You take the car. Three, four months later, the chip would come in, and we'd install it. And voila, you'd have your heated seats, or you'd have your heated steering wheel, or something oh. like that. Yeah. See, what a great solution! Rather than letting it just sit there, waiting for that tiny little last piece. Right. All right. Well played. Well played. Was it? <laughs> that wasn't me. That was the people in the tower. That's who did that. I mean. Fair enough. Well, we stepped away a little bit from the style concept of the cars, and I want to talk about the interior more. But first, because I'm in a design industry, I'm always curious about colors to begin with. What are the most popular car colors for Cadillac in 22 and 23? You know, what a great question. I think you have to go 
by model. So, for instance, if you go to the Escalade, it's black. Mm-hmm. It's white. Maybe a distant third would be either silver or red. Okay. Um, if you go with a midsize SUV, there's kind of a gold color that okay. they call vanilla latte that has really taken off. Okay. There's also a white diamond or tricoat white color, so it's got a lot of depth and metallic to it. Um, some of the black colors, stellar black metallic. On a gray day, it looks black, but on a sunny day, it's got sparkles to it. Oh, it's well-received. Blues are coming back. I'd say they're not, you know, they're not in the top three, but they're probably in the top five. Okay. And the blues are, are interesting. They're, they're almost like a shocking blue or a wave blue. I mean, it's kind of like a in-your-face kind of blue. So That is interesting. It, 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 it is inevitable. We've had a muted color palette in all things for so very, very long that some of the bolder, more aggressive colors you're starting to see in everything from, well, sofas to cars, I guess. Another new color that came out the past year ago was called Wave Metallic. And so you look at it and you go, well, what is it? Is it kind of green? Is it kind of gray? Is it kind of blue? It's, it's, it's almost like your wall right there. It's a very unique color. It's kind of a, a, a muted color. And depending upon, again, how you look at it in the light, I mean, it's not, it's not any one of those colors. I mean, it's just it's a soft wave metallic kind of a bluish, grayish, greenish exterior color just responds to probably that or is influenced by the surroundings the amount of light that that's out exactly there. and then let me ask you what is if your favorite car color mm, i think i'm kind of boring i like a nice tan do you <laughs> yeah like the champagnes that were really popular and yeah. and that type of thing mm-hmm. i mean it is hard to go <laughs> well you greg what's your favorite car color <sighs> that is a great question all right well here's the deal i my current car is indeed a metallic gray but with a really cool tan interior thrust. So it's a nice color combination. Is it the diesel Porsche Cayenne it out there? Is. Oh, I it is. Imagine is. that. It, <laughs> I know. I appreciate you mentioning that it was diesel, too, by the way. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Who knew that they made diesel Porsches? Mm-hmm. I picked that up. I stole that car, essentially, after Dieselgate, when everybody was terrified of driving them. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a guy who had had one, and they had the huge refund that uh, that they had sent out to all the car owners, and then that, of course, pushed the price of the car down. And that was, what, seven, eight years ago at this point? Sounds like a goodbye to me. It was. I could actually sell that car today for more than I paid for it back in the day. What a good oh, investment. Okay. That's unusual of the car. I know. It's insane. It's insane. But in answering your question, there is, and it, don't be mad at me by not mentioning Cadillac, but... I do really like, and I'm going to take a look at the Lyric, too, because I want my next car to be electric. But Porsche has the Taycan that is out there, and it comes in this awesome green, almost a bright green color. Like a lime green metallic kind it's, of? Yeah, a few shades darker than, than right. lime, but maybe like the outside of a lime, not that type of thing. And yeah, and I saw one in that, and I was like, "That's that's actually really, really cool." That's cool. I know, I know, but of course, then you know, two years later, you absolutely regret it. I, it's the fear. You know, I've I've said to many people, I could drive any car for two to three years. I mean, I could drive yellow, I could drive green, I could drive because I would be open to changing. You know, to drive it for two or three years, and maybe I get tired of it and go to something else. I mean, so what's your favorite color then? Again, it depends on the model, but I'm kind of a red guy. I like red. I like a rich red. It could be a Bordeaux red metallic or, 
you know, more of the Bordeaux red metallic than the fire engine red, but I, I mm-hmm. like red. I think that's just a classy color. One of my favorite cars of all time that I had was a, uh, wait for it, a red Chrysler LeBaron convertible with a black top. I loved that car. It was so cool. So you're right. Red is a great color. Although I have heard that red is the number one uh, accident color for cars. I heard it's like in the top two or three for the police to check you down. <laughs> I haven't heard about accidents. I don't know. And suddenly red is off the drawing board for me. But uh, Well, it's interesting for resale value and used cars. I mean, there's colors that do really well and some colors that don't. Okay. You know, like my 76 Eldorado convertible, light blue is not a real big popular color for used vehicles. I mean, it's but that maybe a black car. or a white or a red it seems to do better. So, so red is an asset. In red is cars. an asset in a used vehicle. Correct. That is fascinating because, again, as I try to tell everybody in the world, the price that you pay for a car is not important. The price that you get when you sell the car is what matters. Well, can I tell you a car buying story that's absolutely true? It's so funny. Please. Okay. So as, um, as we see from time to time, although our demographics are going much younger, we had this woman, and this is a true story, it's about 20 years ago, and uh, her husband had passed away, and she came in and she was going to buy a car, and she'd been our customer, and she was going to buy another Cadillac. And she didn't know whether to buy, I'll make it in today's terms, the brand new 23 or the last year's 22 that had, you know, four or 5,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. So I understand she's a single older woman, and she got her financial planner involved. A day went by, she called her financial planner and said, well... You know, what should I get? He goes, well, I'm not done with all the analysis yet. You know, the maintenance, the resale value, all that kind of stuff. I, I can't give you a recommendation. And she says, screw it. I'm buying the red one. And she <laughs> did. And she was thrilled to death. And so the moral of that story is, and, and again, everybody is unique about how they buy cards. But I would in essence say, get what you want. Get what makes you feel happy. I mean, you can take it with you. I'm not saying throw caution to the wind. But at the end of the day, if you want... The one with the chrome wheels on it or the fancy this. Get it. Get it. Enjoy it. You deserve it. A car is an emotional purchase in a lot of ways. It is something that, you know, you're showing to the world. It's not that you're necessarily trying to show off to the world, but you are making a statement about what you, who you are in a car. There's no two ways around that. Now, that may be for better or worse. We tend to be a superficial society, but in fact, it's simply a matter of saying this is something that brings me joy and this is what I'm displaying, right? Well, I'm, I'm smiling because you, being the interior designer, very creative person, that has all this beautiful color on, but I think about the insurance underwriter, and he likes gray. <laughs> I like something very subdued that blends in, and, and we have that too because that's just who he sees or how she sees herself to be, so that's okay. Indeed, indeed. All right. We're all well, We're, we're going to take a, uh, a quick break and uh, cut to commercial. When we come back, though, we are going to dive in with both feet. Jump in with both feet? I guess you could dive in with both feet, but that would be a little awkward. But we're going to be talking about the trend in electric vehicles and uh, the Lyric and the Celestique. And this is some really cool, cool stuff, folks. So go refill your cocktail. I know we're going to. And uh, join us back here in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Drink in the Style. Now getting caught meant getting fired, but I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. 
I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. Did you know that you have a choice in title companies? Buying a home is generally the biggest investment any of us will make. And when it comes time to close, you really do need someone you can trust. A title company is more than just a person in a conference room stamping papers. It is a person who ensures that critical documents are managed properly. They ensure that a transaction covers all the details that you and I would generally not know about. In short, they ensure that when a final signature is on paper, you are truly the owner of the property you are buying. Given the gravity of what we're talking about, I want to urge you to insist on title specialists as your title company. Yes, I'm biased because they're located at the District of Dina, but it really is more than that. The crew at Title Specialists are some of the most competent, capable, and friendly people I know in the industry. And if you're a regular listener, you know that I've done this stuff a lot. So seriously, if you're closing on a residential or commercial property... Give the folks at Title Specialists a call. You really will feel better knowing that you have home field advantage by selecting a title company, and that title company should be Title Specialists. Check them out online, TitleSpecialistsInc.com, or just give them a call, 763-493-2224. Ladies and gentlemen, or should I say, Nizyat Iyaharat? which is Finnish for ladies and gentlemen. Have you heard about Pustali Scandinavian kitchens? The Finland-based Pustali is the ecological kitchen cabinetry of choice throughout Europe, and now their amazing European kitchen cabinetry line is available in the United States. Their unmatched quality and workmanship is reflected in their mission to provide customers with access to authentic, unique, and eco-friendly Scandinavian home and kitchen design. Offering comprehensive kitchen cabinetry services that includes kitchen design and cabinetry, countertops, hardware, and, of course, installation. Pustali is fast becoming the premier kitchen design firm anywhere in the United States. And here in Minnesota, if you have a chance to experience the remarkable, beautiful kitchen design and products, you can visit their showroom at the District Adina. Using state-of-the-art technology together with European craftsmanship, Pustali is really the only place you need to visit if you're looking for that fabulous, sophisticated Scandinavian look and feel. So stop by the District Adina and check out Pustali's beautiful showroom, located on the main floor of the District Adina. Open weekdays and through appointment, visit them online at PustaliUSA.com. That's P U U. S-T-E-L-L-I-U-S-A dot com. You won't be disappointed. Folks, did you know that the District Edina is more than furnishings, kitchens, art, and flooring? We are proud to have your local State Farm agent, Anna Rebel, and her team officing on our Creekview level. Anna's here to help you with all your personal, home, and business insurance needs. Believe me, when you have a claim, there is no substitute for having a community member help you through whatever the world throws at you. And you will rest easier knowing that Anna's got your back. So for a free quote, give her a call at 612-567-5052 or just swing into the district at Dinah and pay her a visit. 
Remember, with State Farm, you get the protection of a nationwide insurer with the touch of a friendly local community member. Looking for a black Cadillac, because frankly, is there anything cooler at the time? And as we talk about colors and things, the truth is that still, a black Cadillac is something to behold. It looks gorgeous, especially when it's clean and shiny. <laughs> and in Minnesota, that happens for seven days a year. Hey, we have a new car wash at Key Cadillac, so come on by. I mean, it only takes three minutes, you know. Do you do you get a, a car wash when you buy a Key Cadillac? Well, I invite people to come by and have a, a car wash all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just go for two minutes on the car wash. So three years ago, we had to get a new car wash, and so we were thinking of getting... A all water, brush free car wash. Uh-huh. So that sounds good, but you spend more money on the water and the chemicals than you do a regular car wash. But ultimately, the reason I decided against it because the amount of time it would take, it would take somewhere between six and seven minutes to do a brushless all water car wash, mm-hmm. as opposed to one with soft brushes on it. So I mean, all I could imagine is Friday afternoon, everybody coming to pick up their service cars, and we got. Cars backed up forever because we we can only get ten cars through in an hour. We don't need to do that. We're not selling car washes. We're selling service, and certainly Fair. we'll wash your car and vacuum your car and we'll wipe it down. But anyway, but it's yeah no. I mean that's, that's how it, we ended up with a brush car wash, soft brush. Which you know, quite honestly, I mean, it's not the for a while. Do you remember they were doing those plastic? car wash things and they would just they make did. a mess they had nylon brushes and they would beat the paint and you'd have stuff in there but we have soft and that's a proper way to do a car wash it's fast it's efficient it's one of the things you know again you think no brushes just pure water environmentally what have you but in fact you have to look at the big picture of of that and isn't that a brilliant transition into a discussion of electric vehicles. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. Thank You're you. Welcome. I've been doing You're this welcome. A while. What a great host you are, Greg. I mean, <laughs> I can tell this isn't your first rodeo, is it? You've done this before. I mean, Give me some alcohol and I am smooth as yeah, hell. Yeah, baby. You make I mean, me sober and I stare at a wall wondering when What it did moves. you say when you gibberish a little bit? It's talking with cursive. Is that what it is? The fr- that was the Dean Martin quote that I love. It's not called slurring your words. It's called talking in cursive and I like it, it is f***ing elegant. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I'm giving you a few beep options on this. Michael brings out the worst in me, apparently. Oh, come on. <laughs> I was hoping to bring out the best in you. Come on, Greg. <laughs> the best and the worst with me is a very fine line. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right. Let's talk, though. Let's talk about the new line of electric Cadillacs. Yeah, well, we can do that. Um, and certainly we'll go there. So uh, according to the head of Cadillac, Rory Harvey, who is actually from the United Kingdom, that is the, uh, I don't know what he is, the, the president of Cadillac Worldwide or something like that. He, and along with Mary Barra, the CEO of General Motors, says a Cadillac is going to be all electric by 2030. So that's seven years from now. 
blink and it's of an a eye. very interesting transition. So a couple of fun little buzzwords, BEV, which stands for Battery Electric Vehicle, mm-hmm. and ICE, which stands for Internal Combustion Engine. So we are start to make this transition this year with the Lyric, which is our midsize SUV, which is stunning. Mm-hmm. And for all you people out there listening out there, please go to Google and go Cadillac Lyric, L-Y-R-I-Q, and you can see it. It's stunning. The styling of it is stunning. It is the three most popular questions are, how far will it go? It'll go 312 miles. Um, how much does it cost? All-wheel drive, it costs $64,900. Mm-hmm. And how and long will it take to charge? And if you have a level two charger in your home, which, oh, by the way, Cadillac will pay up to $1,500 for, Mm-hmm. And it'll take between three and four hours to completely charge the car. But anyway, that's our entrance to the main electric vehicle. And they imagine we will sell between twenty and 30,000 Lyrics this year. And the Lyrics are built in Spring Hill, Tennessee. And like all GM electric vehicles, they have the Ultium battery platform, which is unique. What's unique about it is imagine they're files, and there's maybe eight files in each little pod, and there's anywhere from 12 to 24 pods that make up the battery pack at the base of the car. Okay. These pods can be either horizontal or vertical, depending if you want an SUV or a car or a pickup truck or something like that. And if one of them goes bad, you can just replace the individual pod without having to replace the whole battery pack. There's very few wires connected. It's almost like wireless. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is it uses very little cobalt in it, which is a very hard-to-get rare mineral. Mm-hmm. Instead, General Motors engineers figured out a way to put aluminum in it, so there's only 10% cobalt in the Ultium, Ultium battery pack. Really? So, yes. Because that's a big thing that that people uh, who oppose electric cars always point to is the use of rare earth minerals and the limitations in that. Well, there's very few rare earth minerals in the production of an Ultium battery pack. And General Motors is building three huge battery facilities, uh, I think two in Michigan and one in Spring Hill, Tennessee, to support um, the electric vehicles that they're going to be building okay so again back to cadillac and their vision to be totally electric by 2030 again this is 2023 it's seven years to go so the other term is ice which is internal combustion engine so i think maybe in three years we're going to have a internal combustion engine escalate on the show floor next to a bev a battery electric vehicle escalate on the show floor and we'll be selling both of them and how fabulous is that? You get a chance to drive both versions. Which kind resonates with you? What is most important to you in, the, in, in so many different levels? So that's cool. I'm going to ask you a question that I've, not, that I've never seen anyone address, and I hope this isn't awkward. All right. My, I know. He just, the look of fear that just came across. You're not asking me what I did in college at the Fine Arts College at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, are you? I'm not going to answer. But okay, How much what's money the awkward do you keep question? for parole and for bail uh, at any point in the back of the Cadillac? No. Here's, no one talks about this. Look, my iPhone, I mean, despite the fact that Apple blows them up after two years on purpose, 
but the battery in my iPhone degenerates relatively quickly. You know, there are only so many charges that you can get into a battery of one kind or another. What about cars? You know, that's a great question. And um, I'm shooting from the hip here. I should know this. What is the warranty on the battery on a new Cadillac Lyric? Now, off the top of my head, I would say that it's eight years or 80,000 miles. Okay. So the good news about that is I don't know how many people will keep their Lyric past eight years. Mm -hmm. There'll be some that will certainly do that. But going back to what I said earlier, this Ultium battery pack that has modules, so if one of them wears out or something, you can just replace that one-twelfth of it as opposed to having to replace the whole thing. In addition... General Motors, along with a lot of other OEM manufacturers, are recycling the batteries. So they're using them. They're not just throwing them into a landfill or something like that. They're figuring out a way to re recycle the batteries. That's and, fantastic. And uh, does the less wiring kind of help with that? Like, I, th I think the less wiring helps with that. Mm -hmm. Yes, Nim, I do. Um, and again, just the way they designed it, instead mm -hmm. of just having one massive battery pack... You've got 12 individual little files, if you will, and within each file, you probably have 8 to 10 individual individual battery cells. So mm -hmm. um, if something goes awry, you can figure out, well, which one is it? The whole mm -hmm. pack isn't bad, but which one is it? And hopefully they won't. Hopefully they will do what they're supposed to do. So going down the road of, of electric vehicles, as you made the comment about your iPhone, what a lot of people do, and, and as someone explained it to me, someone that owns a Tesla, he goes, Michael, you don't get it. I said, okay, what don't I get? He goes, well, you drive a gas-powered car, and you probably drive it to a quarter of a tank or eighth of a tank, and then you put gas in it. And I said, you're mm -hmm. right. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. He goes, with electric vehicles, you plug it in every night. You might have 80% of the charge left, but you top it off. Kind of like yes. what you do. You plug in your, your iPhone every night, and you... Yes. Totally charge it. You wake up in the morning, you're 100%. Great point. It's an absolutely great point. It takes away that entire level of concern associated with a car. And again, there are those, and as you said, driving up north, you might put 300 miles you know, in, in a single day or what have you. But for the most part, city driving, suburban driving, this is rarely going to exceed 50, 60 miles a day, and you're always going to have that ability to stretch it into your maximum range you're 100 percent correct i don't know what the statistics are 60 percent of the people drive 40 miles or less a day okay so I, I mean if you've got a range of 312 miles it's the whole thing and you've got you put 40 50 60 miles in the car you're you're golden it's fine exactly well, people are exactly. working from home so and you charge it from home yeah and again um god bless all those people in the towers you can program your car when you want to charge your car so it's the least electric rate that you have. So you do it overnight, so you charge it from, I don't know, midnight to 4 in the morning, so it costs you the least amount to charge the vehicle, and you go out to your car, and you're ready to go. And oh, that's a great point. I never stopped to think about that. You're right. You can charge up during the lowest rates. You're right. Oh, my. You're right. See? And then speaking about charging, um, you and I were talking in the – Commercial break. Is that what you call it? No, Something no. like that. <laughs> Maybe we were refreshing. I call it the drinking break, but the yeah, drinking break. Okay, whatever. Yeah, that. So this new bill that got passed recently, the $1.2 trillion bill, 
included in that is putting a lot of charging stations across the United States. I mean, we're talking like 50,000 charging stations. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Minnesota and you want to drive to Los Angeles, you have charging stations along the way. And these are going to be public charging stations. Mm-hmm. And they're what's called, a lot of them are DC chargers, which are high amperage electric chargers. Okay. So for instance, a DC charger can put, in 20 minutes, maybe 200 miles of charge in your car. So in that gives long? you in, a lot in a very short period of time. Yeah. And the and Cadillac has the system that will also guide you to each of the specific Cadillac Do they locations. really, Greg? <laughs> Do they have an app? <laughs> and if you could plan your trip on the Cadillac app, this. it would tell you where the charging stations are <laughs> and whether they're DC or level two. Man, you're so smart. I mean, you're not pretty like Nim, but you got it going on. I'm telling you. <laughs> Thank you, man. brother. I appreciate you're that. You're welcome. Uh, okay. All right. Hey, do we have do I have time to just talk about the Celestique for just a minute? Yes, when does mine arrive? Well, you got to place an order. Imagine that. <laughs> you might have to write a letter. The Celestique, the Uber bespoke electric Cadillac. So again, I encourage all the listeners out there to go to Cadillac Lyric, L Y R Q L Y R I Q. And actually, also, before, don't go to that. And also, you can do that. But also, Key Cadillac. Hey, go website. to keycadillac.com. Absolutely. Okay. But anyway. This vehicle is called the Celestic, C-E-L-E-S-T-I-Q, which is a handmade, very large sedan. It's very futuristic, not too far from the Jetsons. I don't know. Did you watch the Jetsons growing up? It's Meet it's, George Jetson. I met his boy, Elroy. It's amazing. And mm-hmm. What's the dog's name? I can't remember the dog's uh, name. Astro. <laughs> Astro. Now, so anyway, what I'm doing in 20 minutes, I have no idea. But Astro. So is this is tongue. a handmade, full size, luxury sedan that's entirely electric and it's very futuristic. And what's unique about it is that it's totally you. And what I mean by totally you is you pick the color of the exterior, you pick the color of the interior. So, for instance, if your wife had a special purse and you wanted the interior of the car to be like that, they could do that for you. And I think one of the first people that's going to get one is Lenny Kravitz. So, again, go look at Cadillac Celestic. It's phenomenal. It's the epitome of customization in terms of color. It's stunning. It's electric. It's a huge, large sedan that's very futuristic. And if you're one of the lucky 700 people that get one in the next year, God bless you. Seriously. I mean, it is, I have looked at it, and it is a gorgeous, gorgeous vehicle. I mean, the lines are absolutely fabulous. And, it is. And, and that level. I mean, it'll have, I mean, I suppose, so So, do you have any idea what the production time on something like this would be? I would say three to four months. So what they ask you to do is to go to Warren Michigan okay. to the <laughs> the luxury town of Warren, Michigan. No, so it's a the it's part of General Motors. It's it's a facility where they build the vehicles, okay. and so you meet with the interior and exterior designers of the car, and you pick out what you want from beginning to end. 
from beginning to end. I mean, it is it totally is. your vehicle. I mean, what's so cool about that is, I mean, we started, and boy, did you wrap this up nicely. Because didn't we start by talking about interchangeable parts and standardization, which we made Cadillac. And now we're at the point of complete and total customization. Dang, that's it. That's a mic drop moment, stands out. That's amazing. <laughs> that's what happens in 120 years, Gregory Rich. It's amazing. Everything wraps completely around. I, I love it. Are there other Cadillacs that you know of, because we're running out of time, but that are that are on the production line that are new or exciting or being redesigned? Thank you for asking. I have two vehicles to mention, and if anybody wants to, to Google them, one is called the Black Wing, okay. which is a high-performance 682-horsepower sedan. Oh, my God. It's a 8-speed V8 manual you actually arrive three you pedals leave. it's just phenomenal and then the other car that's really fun to look at is cadillac has entered it's going to be running at le mans which is a 24-hour race this year mm-hmm. and it's called the lmdh so a part of it is hybrid but most of it has to do with the eight-cylinder naturally aspirated v8 engine and the car looks like something from the batman movie with um, which we'll call it Keaton. I mean, it looks like the Batmobile. It's just a phenomenal looking vehicle. The styling on it. And again, this is the car that's going to run at Le Mans. But the Blackwing is available now. It's available in the CT5, which is our midsize, or the CT4, which is a little bit smaller. CT5 V Blackwing or CT4 V Blackwing. Super high performance engines, both with a manual eight speed. Transmission. Can you drive a eight-speed manual I transmission? Can. You well, can. Eight-speed. I don't know. Well, yeah, I can drive a manual. So well, there you go. You got it. I once you nailed bump- it. I once saw a bumper sticker that had uh, a picture of a manual gear shift, and it said, uh, "This car protected by millennial anti-theft system." <laughs> 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 Nim, can you drive a manual? No, I really wanted to learn, but <laughs> it's you know it's it's a pain in the butt, and don't worry about it. But I will say one of the funniest quick stories as we wind down here that I ever have is when my daughter, who is now twenty one, was uh, learning to drive, and she went in for her college or her uh, her driving directed mm-hmm. driving lesson. We had always taught her on a car that had a push button start. The oh. instructor <laughs> sits down, hands her the key. She takes the key. And she looks at him and says, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> Where do I put it? Right? I know. She literally almost walked out. Sorry, Sophia. I had to throw you under the bus on that one. All right. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We have drunk our way through another Drink in the Style episode. Nim, thank you yeah. for mixing. Thank it was delicious, Nim. Thank, thank you so you. much. <laughs> and Michael, thank you so much for being You're my guest. so welcome. A delight. So enjoyed your company. Appreciate that. On behalf of Habitation Design, the District Edina, and probably, uh, we'll just say bourbon distillers everywhere, I would like to thank you for listening to us and wish you good luck this coming week. I'm going to finish out with a quote, which uh, if you watched us on Facebook or YouTube, you might understand, uh, comes from Oscar Wilde. All children are essentially criminal. Good luck, everybody.